Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Performance Anxiety, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. I want to say a special thanks to AKG for sending us their podcasting package, which has an amazing Lyra microphone and a great set of headphones. And today, my guest may have the hardest last name to pronounce. Christian Chelvander joins us to discuss his new album about love and loving again. But first, we have to figure out how he got there. His career started as a Swedish slacker, but he soon realized how much he actually loved creating music. And that's when his sound changed. His bass voice combined with the Americana vibe of the music is familiar, but he likes to throw listeners some curveballs, like recording a Doom Country album with Tone Brukett. He also had to race home while on tour when COVID began closing borders across Europe. Now his new album is perfect for driving at night. It's a very loose album and one of my favorites of 2020. Give him a follow on social media. Pick up the new album wherever you buy music. Follow us at Performance ANX on social media. Subscribe, rate, and review. And maybe consider spotting us a cup of coffee on ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety. So let's dive right into this episode with Christian Gelvander on performance anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. You're this is uh, Christian Schellvander, and you are listening to me talk about my new album and a lot of my old albums uh, on performance anxiety, which is something I'm luckily not too familiar with. I don't know. You had a nice feel there. Oh, thank you. That, I, I shot that. Yeah. I, yeah, we were at a... Um, uh, farm about two weeks ago for uh, right before okay. well right before Halloween and took the kids there yeah. and and uh, so it was really cloudy so took a nice nice and where is that where where are you where are you from where are you Winchester Virginia exciting. Virginia yeah lovely congratulations uh, I don't know if I if it's in order but <laughs> I imagine it is <laughs> I'll take it. And I'm, you take it I'll yeah. take it and yeah. I, I noticed something Merry weird. Christmas <laughs> yeah. yeah look at the microphone it doesn't yeah. like my mic because it doesn't disappear. like it no, no. so weird uh, I don't know what cool my mic said so all right so um yeah. i really appreciate crazy times oh yeah but i, I yeah. appreciate you joining me during these times it's uh yes. god I'm, I'm new to your music and so going mm-hmm. back and, and discovering it is really interesting there's some real twists and turns there 
Oh, nice. Nice to hear. So, you know, I've always, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because I've always thought, you know, when you do, when you, when you make stuff and you're just kind of in your own little world and you're just, you know, making art or whatever you want to call it. And, mm-hmm. and you just have this feeling that there's like this one thing that's been in my mind since I was like you know 20 or something. Like the, the only thing that really matters is just that, you know, one person one day in a hundred years finds this song, you know, right. just one, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, it's really nice when, when somebody tells you that they've, you know, discovered your back catalog or whatever. It's, it's a cool, oh, it's awesome. a cool feeling. Awesome. Yeah. I've got a lot of questions about it because it's, it's, it starts off a whole lot different than it's ended up. So <laughs> I wanna... yeah, it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been made. It's been, that's what, you know, growing up in uh, not public, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it kind of does to you. Well, you've got an interesting story and I want to go back to the beginning and start and mm-hmm. figure out how you got into music. Was your family a musical family? Uh, Actually, I was talking to my friend about that yesterday. We were driving home from a show, and then we, you know, get, got in this late night highway drive talks. And, and they really—I mean, my dad, my dad was—he played guitar and sang a little bit, you know, on birthday par- at birthday parties and stuff. Yeah. And mom was not really—I mean, we had a couple of copies of some Leonard Cohen records. We had some Gilbert O'Sullivan. We had some oh, Moms wow. and Papas, you know. Uh, some Don McLean. Dad really loved Hugh Julio Iglesias and uh, uh, Robert Palmer, who I still, you know, I really like those mid '80s Robert Palmer records. Oh, those are great! Yeah, they're great. Um, but that was kind of like that was what was coming out of the house okay. when I was a kid growing up. And I, I think what really, what you know, what happened with as with most, you know, you find your own thing, you know, somewhere around ten, twelve, thirteen. You know, you just kind of gravitate towards music and i remember i had a babysitter who really really loved bon jovi that was that was through and wet you know yep yeah and and we got heavy into bon jovi and then uh we went to the library and we library and we uh, borrowed um motley crew oh wow. you know and then Stri- striper you know <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how, how it like this is the library, you know. I was thinking really, I was what what this was was kind of a testament to the library and the music department. The library is like, oh my god, you yeah. can you know go here and just like there's you know heavy metal and there's you can just borrow metal. You can borrow them <laughs> for two weeks. Crazy, yeah, yeah. So where and if you keep them for a little longer, you all you get is a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it's great. You get you pay them like a nickel. Yeah. I don't know how libraries ever stayed around. No, no. So where where was this taking place? Where were you living at this time? At this time, I was in Seattle. Okay. In the Northwest, yeah. Uh, so I moved there. I, I was born in Sweden. Okay. It's 1976, and I lived in Sweden in Malmo in the South until I was six, and my parents immigrated to Seattle in 1981. So what was it that really made you want to play music? And did you start off on guitar or was there another instrument? No, I started, I started out playing trombone in, in the school, you know, the marching band in the summertime and oh, the, awesome. uh, the jazz ensemble or whatever. In, in this, in I the, got three kids doing it, that right now. Yeah, it's great. It's really, it's, yeah. it's a great place to, to just learn the power of music, you know, just within the collectiveness and the power of everything. But, but I mean, the, the collective power of just playing you know, the Wilhelm Tell overture, like a bunch of 12 year olds. And it sounds like, you know, crazy, yeah. but it's still, 
you know, it brings every hair on your back, you know, to a, to a halt. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I started doing. And then, you know, just singing, I've always been, I mean, as long as I remember, I've always been, you know, keen of singing Richie Valens songs or whatever, oh, there you go. <laughs> like all this, like, you know, kid stuff, but. Well, that stuff was having a big resurgence at that time too. It was, it was. I mean, I mean, the La Bamba movie had a yeah. profound effect on me. Oh, really. look at that opening with the plane falling out of the sky. Holy crap. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, it was, it was traumatizing. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I remember that. And I remember seeing it with my dad and my brother and going out and buying the yeah. soundtrack like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't fly. Oh, wow. I, I, do, I do believe it has <laughs> something to do with La Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> I think that no. had that, that effect on a lot of people. Yeah, it really has. I'm sure. <laughs> At what point did you really decide you wanted to form a band and go out and start gigging? Well, when I moved when I moved back to, when I moved back to Sweden, I was I was 15 at the time. I was uh, 15, 16. You know, heavy. Like I really loved the Grateful Dead and early Metallica, Bad Religion, you know, all this, all that, you oh, know, wow. more like everything that was kind of in the skate scene. Okay. Yeah. At that time, or like the late eighties, early nineties, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Bad Brains, you know, all that stuff. Yep. And I, there was a band at the school that I, 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 we moved from, from, from Seattle to really like rural, uh, like an hour outside of Stockholm in a castle actually, because my mom, one of my mom's friends was a count. Like she went to university with a guy who was a count. Oh my god! And and uh, we were kind of like my parents had gotten divorced. My mom was moving back with with three kids, and she didn't have a job and all that. So we like were kind of uh, out in in the in the outs in a way. And uh, this guy said, "Well, you know, I have this castle, and you guys can live in in one of the." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Houses. I forgot. I've got this castle. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up really in rural Sweden and I had like an hour's bus ride to, to this town called Yana. And it was kind of a, it was a nice cultural town. It was really small and probably like 5,000 people, 6,000, like more of a village almost, but it, but it was, it had a, it had a really nice cultural scene and there was a band there. And I, I at this point in time, I was in, I was sophomore in high school Okay, and there was a band and they were they were an instrumental band that were kind of playing like like shadow stuff and like um, they were doing like sixties music but without the vocals they were just doing like these really long verses <laughs> of, of <E> -A -B. <laughs> I was like you guys you know you, you should maybe have a, a lead singer yeah. <laughs> and and um, and they had an audition in in the in the auditorium and there was like you know me and, and another eight or nine young hopefuls and and. Um, I got the job because I knew English probably, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, yeah, that was, so that was like, that was in high school. And then we just kind of were this high school band and, and I, 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 I enjoyed it. I know there was something about, you know, just the, I mean, what I really liked most about it was probably the camaraderie and the, um, just the, the volume in these rehearsal spaces and, um, and just the electric guitar and all this stuff. I was almost like, I wasn't brought up in a Christian home, but I, I could, I almost felt like it. Cause as soon as I heard an electric guitar, I was like live. I was like, what the hell yeah. the devil, you know, <laughs> what is this? You know? 
really blew my mind. Wow. And I was, I was, I mean, I, I would say I was old at times. I was like 15 or 16. Like the first time I like was standing right next and it was a small little amp. It was like a gorilla. I think the amp was called. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I know those. And, you know those. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, they pack a punch, but it, it was still, it's not a, it's not really a wall of sound. No. <laughs> I, was, I was blown away. <laughs> Just a teenager, and I was like, shit. That is the sound of the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where it started. Okay. And then, and then, um, so we did, we did a, you know, I mean, we were just a small, small town, small school band. And we played five or six shows that year. And then I moved to another town called Lund, which is in the South of Sweden, which is really a university. It's kind of like in the States, it would remind me of like Chapel Hill or something like okay. that. It was just really like one of these, you know, there's a lot of people coming through a lot of insurgents of, of young of youth and of, uh, you know, a lot of indie and culture. And there's a lot of record company, record labels have their, have their offices there. And there's, okay. a, there's a nice, nice places to play. And it's just really, a really nice kind of small town uh, and always bands passing through. So that was like, that's when that really opened the first like week I was there, there was a festival and there was on the bill at this festival that was in this time. I mean, the town was like 80,000 or something. There was like, uh, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to Radiohead was playing. Oh my God. Megadeth and Anthrax and ride and uh, Elvis Costello. I mean, there was just like all these bands playing in this little tiny town. And for me coming from, you know, this rural part of Sweden, I was like, Whoa, this is where, this is where it's at. And that's, that's really that town. And that, um, you know, the few people, the few, the few, you know, like really hungry souls that were behind all this cultural, which is usually just a couple of people that really changed, you know, the, the, the way a, a town or a city can, yeah. is shaped. But, but, um, they did a, they did a great job because that summer, that was like the summer of 92 or 93. was a really nice warm summer. Oh man. Uh, just, just a beautiful couple of weeks there when we just moved there. And that really also kind of had a profound effect on me wanting to start a band of my own and write, yeah. starting to write songs and all that. Yeah. Those guys all had some um, great albums out at that point, you know, countdown to extinction yeah, yeah. for Megadeth and uh, exactly, Pablo exactly. Honey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome yeah, albums. Yeah. yeah, and to see those those bands perform them live is just, especially if if you're really kind of uninitiated to electric guitar and and yeah, I mean exactly. I, I mean at that point, and that was a year after. So I'd been, you know, I'd seen. I remember I saw my first concert, like real actual concert, was Teenage Fan Club. Oh wow! Opening up for Nirvana, which was actually you know pretty. That's a also good really one to start well. with. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> like, I, it's like, yeah. My first, my first show was uh, Mr. Big opening up for Rush. Yeah, well, that's so, not bad either. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I would have been my dream concert, yeah. maybe eighty-eight. No, <laughs> that was a. Let's see, it was about ninety, maybe ninety. Yeah, it was because I yeah. couldn't drive yet. I was sixteen, right. so it was eighty-nine, ninety, and. Yeah. Uh, friend of mine just came up to me at school one, one day and he's just, and, and my parents had just gotten divorced, like, yeah, yeah. Um, like within months of this happening. And they're like, it's got, buddy comes up to me. He's like, Hey, I've got the, an extra ticket to go see Rush. You want to go? I'm like, uh, yeah, but so this is, you know, this is 89, 90, no cell phone. So I had to go to the pay phone at right. my high school, call my dad mm-hmm. up and say, Hey, um, uh, my friend wants to take me to go see, uh, a concert 
Rush. Yeah. Mom like, said I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I thought about that. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't need that. He, no, my no, dad was good. just in, on a whole other planet at this point. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, um, okay, what time are you going to be back? I'm like, what do you have to, how much is it? I'm like, nothing. He said, he's an extra ticket. He just gave it to me. Okay, just, you know, be home by midnight or something. I wasn't home till like two, but he was already out. He didn't know. So. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Man, I, I wish I would have that, that was like the reason, because when my parents got divorced, I was like, this is, you know, it was almost like the opening of this vault. I was like really looking forward to this vault of, yeah. of, uh, of, my, of just being under my, you know, one parent at a time and being able to just kind of go with the flow. And, yeah. You know, it, yeah. It's, it's sad, but it's very true. It is. It's <laughs> tough. It's, you know, it, it's a tough time to, for, yeah. for something traumatic like that to happen. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I admire the people who can, who can get through it. I didn't get through it so yeah. well. So no, 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 but right. this, this also is not about me. So, how, <laughs> so how did we go from Sweden that you ended up going back to, was it Seattle? with loose goats no we never no no after that i just i've stayed in i've stayed here okay and i did the loose goats the loose coast was a was a was the based in based in lund in, in the town in the south okay and we did a couple of records i mean we, we've toured a bit or i've toured a bit in the states through the years and i've been back you know a couple of months here a couple of months there but I've but I've stayed basically in Sweden since then. Okay, since, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I heard a, a, a read a quote, so it it may be referencing something in the past, and it says okay. that your house in Seattle was not on the back cover of Pearl Jam's Ten album, but on a seven inch that was a fan club release. Yeah, something released. like. Yeah, this is this is right. Not before Ten was. I think it was just a fan club thing. Somebody said this. Uh, or somebody showed it to me and I said, that's my house. And it was like the back of, it was like a little like outline of our, of our, of our block. That's crazy. You know? It was, yeah. But it, you know, one of those stories uh, that okay. somebody grabs onto and like, and then it just goes. Yeah. It was yeah. a quote that I'd yeah, read and yeah. like, Oh, maybe, maybe in my head, it automatically made me think that you, you were there at the uh, time. So at the time. Yeah. I probably when the house was taken, when the photo was taken, but not, now right. no, not, in the loop. not when you found out about it, it. Was 95 to 2001 we were a band so that's five years yeah yeah so how did you guys come up with the name loose goats uh, it was i was it, we started in it i don't i don't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> just something you know just something that um yeah because that's an interesting name it's it's unusual it is it is unusual i mean it was high school somebody said something about loose feeling loose i don't remember i thought it maybe like goats with loose morals or something i don't know yeah i mean slutty goats yeah exactly slutty goats but, no, but <laughs> that's a different page like i don't know i i can't i can't i mean loose was loose was this word that we were just saying now which is kind of interesting because Cause now when you, you know, you know, the Viagra boys, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah they have, the guy, Sebastian has, has loose tattooed in his forehead. Oh my gosh. Never really this was, this was an old thing that we used to say, like, I'm really loose, which was like, I'm really like kind of, like it was kind of this like slacker thing. Like, Oh, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm really loose. Okay. You know, it was just kind of what we said. And that's, that's where it came from loose ghosts that we were just like, 
this was in the like early nineties when like being a slacker was the coolest thing yep. you could be, you know, <laughs> I <laughs> totally don't give a shit about anything. Yep. Uh, and if you cared about anything, you were just way too pretentious. Oh to yeah. I, God, I remember that. Yeah. You, you're not allowed <laughs> to care about anything at all. No, no. Yep. I mean, I can, yeah, it, that was, that was, was a crazy time. Weird. <laughs> yeah. It was a very weird point of view to have, but very weird, very, very weird. But there's a lot of good stuff that came out of them. I and if you think about the movie, movie slacker, there's a lot of like really nice quotes in it. And there's yeah. a lot of like really great literature in movies and stuff that, so there was, I mean, it was a nice, there was something, it, it, it was a necessary, it was a rite of passage kind of in a way it was. For, and for, for our generation. Yeah. Like, and, and the music and, and the movies, like you're saying, that, that came out of, of that whole thing yeah. were just, you know, really timely for me. Cause I can't imagine growing up at any other time. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe everybody says that, that but. No, but I think it was, ne- I mean, I think it was necessary because we, it was, a, it was a reaction, of course, yeah. to the, to the, the eighties being more of the fifties, Yeah. which I mean, and I'm just waiting for the next wave of that kind of reaction from, from our kids. You know? Yeah. I am too. Cause uh, yeah. at that time, you know, Nirvana reinvented yeah. rock. I mean, they, they, yeah. they've just stripped it down and brought it back to the essentials and mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the next one. And I'm really curious to see what that's going to sound like. Cause you know, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's got to come. Haven't heard it yet, but I know it's coming. Oh, no, no, no. no I, I hear you. So mm-hmm. loose goats. Yeah. The, the first EP. Yeah. Sounds, it's crazy. It's just, yeah. the band just kind of, went a whole different way after that EP. I mean, that EP is really noisy. Yeah. Punky. I was like, I was really heavy into early Flaming Lips. Oh and yeah. Like, and and uh, just anything that was kind of, I think what, what was, what's kind of been like the main like a, or a compass for, in, for me in, in life is always you know it's just kind of being like, well, we could do it like this or, you know, just kind of be in somebody's face in a way like somehow you just want to do something that's. Um, that's uh, kind of obnoxious somehow, you know, yeah. you understand what I mean? And, yep. and, 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 and that time was, was, um, was really, a, there was a lot of that going on <laughs> in the alternative scene. Um, yeah. So we were, I mean, we were, we were young and we were, you know, there were, we were a couple of songwriters and we were just kind of like just trying stuff, trying to find our way of heavily influenced by pavement, heavily influenced by like arches of loaf. And, oh yeah. And, and all those bands, the, all the, the whole Chapel Hill scene and the Merge records and Dinosaur Jr. And, and all that stuff. I was going to ask if Dino was, a, was an influence because I definitely hear some of that in the yeah. noisier stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, no, for sure. But then, you know, somewhere around, around those years, Neil Young kind of, you know, popped up in life. 
Yeah. Uh, for real. Like, you know, you really kind of like got a grasp around him, you know, with Zuma and, and On the Beach and all those records. Those are two of my favorite Neil Young albums of all uh, time. They're, they're great. They're really great. And they, and that really like, and, and I just started, you know, I just kind of got interested in him as an artist as well. Yeah. And, uh, there was, there's so much of him in that scene, in the alternative scene. And there's like, he kind of, he kind of embodies a lot of what, what that was about, you know, oh, a lot sure. of, and, and, uh, so once like, once he kind of, you know, came on the scene for me, at least it was just, an, it was like, oh, okay, there's, there is a, there is a godfather in this thing. You know? Yeah. It, it was yeah, interesting you know? because I remember growing up, hearing neil young but it was always you know the harvest neil young yeah you know, yeah that, and harvest moon and all that stuff yeah. yeah and and so i was just i knew him as the softer neil young the, mm -hmm. the countryer version of neil young uh, right, always right. things like that yeah yeah and then he got embraced by the alternative crowd for his mm -hmm. work you know especially his stuff with crazy horse yeah and then uh, that's when i started finding out about him i remember hearing somebody talk about the best guitar solo ever was the one the one note guitar solo from cinnamon girl and i was like mm -hmm. i don't remember that i don't even remember that no, song no. Me, so i went out and bought everybody knows this is nowhere yeah. and i'm like i'm i'm in yeah yeah no no same was the same for me it was just really whoa yeah. this is it yeah, yeah. It was so it, raw. It yeah, it, it's raw, and it infuses. I mean, it's everything from that that drew me to lo-fi, everything that drew me to jazz, everything that drew me to like to, to country. It's all just you know infused in one one little soul. Yeah, exactly. Know? And sometimes one album. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It depends on what album you listen to for Neil, but exactly, yeah. As the as loose goes progress, is that why each album seems to be more and more alt country I mean, sounding? Yeah, I think I think what happened was uh, there was a, there was like uh, the first record came out when I was eighteen, and uh -huh. then nineteen, and then twenty. And when I was twenty, my dad passed away. Okay, uh, in ninety six, and I at that point. Uh, you know, before that I was just, you know, just making music because it was fun with my friends and, you know, we just did stuff that was, you know, it was all just an excuse to get drunk and go on the road more or less. And somewhere around there, I, I realized that maybe, you know, I really like this, this thing with the songwriting and I really, I really like music and I really want to play music and, and to give it my best shot, you know, yeah. for real. And this is kind of what my, this is my vocation somehow, you know, you're 20, 21, you don't know really what it is, but it was the one thing that I, that I felt that wasn't really a waste of time. It was uh, like, it was, it was, um, it was something that I, that I found hard enough and fulfilling enough, you know, to just keep going back to. And, and that, and that plus my father having passed and kind of being at a, at a, at a crossroads in that and, uh, wanting to find, you know, just meaning, I mean, being 20 and probably drinking too much <laughs> and, uh, you know, all those questions that, that are raised at that age and, and yeah, music. And, and that's, that's why the loose coats kind of geared towards making more music that, maybe was a little less uh, in the moment and a little more timeless in a sense, I think. Okay. Then I had to go and mess it up. 
country elements kind of come in. Okay. So yeah. what, yeah. when did, or I, I guess the question for me now is, is what made you go from loose goats to songs of soil? How did, how did that transition happen? That was just songs of soil was just me and my, was me and my younger brother, Gustav, who just had this idea of making a really, really simple folk record. Like, you know, just make like a, simple songs simple like just kind of about about our childhood okay. growing up in seattle kind of like that centered around you know young love and centered around school days and centered around you know i guess we were kind of like influenced by nutrimilical tell or something we were just kind of like in this place of nostalgia okay the smell of comfort was the scent of your hand Every day I'm getting older Seems this hindsight's left me blind Darkness future that surrounds us yeah, And I was like 22 or 23 at the time And so that's why it sounds so And it was just we wanted to make a low budget, really fast recording in the country a week. Oh, and, wow. But that record, that record is actually like had, because with Blues Coast, we were always like kind of working pretty hard in the rehearsal studio. You know, we were young when we started playing together. So we kind of learned to play together in a way, you know, like how you, you're on the drummer's ass about, you know, keeping time and yeah. you might be on the guitar. It's like that solo is a little bit too, um, I don't know, metal or, you know, it, there's, yeah. there's all these like moments when you're young and you're, and you're in a band and you just want different things artistically. Uh, but with Song Soil, it was just me and Gustav and we had the same kind of, we were on the same level. And then we had, we brought in a drummer and a, a bassist and a new guy on piano and um we just did it really fast and we said it's when we keep it simple we're not going to you know the drummer doesn't have to pretend he's jody stevens and you know the yeah you know that kind of yeah. thing yep uh, and uh yeah and i really like that record it actually it's been that record kind of that that way of thinking that we thought that time we did that record has kind of been with me since then actually okay that was really like a I've always kind of like really tried to dumb down my my way of thinking around music as much as possible. I want it to be as, as lust, lustful and as um, just, you know, come from from somewhere else than the mind. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. And you've got between the last bit of loose goats and songs of soil. I, I love the harmonies. It, it's very it feels like it, like yeah. Eagles America kind of a yeah. There was Anders who played bass with with us on those records. He's really like a great harmony singer. Yeah, so he's he's been... well. I'm, I've been enjoying it. going back and listening to. It. I'm like especially cool. the uh, going from the the noisy alt world yeah. of the first EP yeah. to the, the to the last album and and I'm like. This is quite a change. Not what I expected at all. Because no. that's well, I've heard your new album and I mm -hmm. love it. And, it, and it's, I told Robert, who's, we set this up, that it's probably my favorite album that he sent me this year. Oh wow! Cool. And uh, 
so I, I figured out when we set this up, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm not going to listen to anything before. I'm going to start from the beginning and work okay. my way. And so, oh, wow. Yeah, and so I, I kind of <laughs> tried to go chronologically. And you I'm did like, your homework. I tried. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, what is go? This is, I, yeah. I put on the EP and I'm like, this is not what I was expecting at all. No. But, it's 25 years ago. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is. It, and yeah. then, so then you start doing your solo work and that, yeah. that leans more towards the Americana countryside of things, in my opinion. Can I crack some porcelain eyes? You have not lived till something you love has died. Join in what song in vacant streets as you walk by. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was. <laughs> There was, there was, I mean, I think it's it used to be, I mean, in the beginning it was just kind of, you were searching for your voice, you know? Yeah. And, and it's changed. I mean, it's always changing, but you're still like looking for something. And I mean, the, the first solo record came out to 2002, which is like 18 years ago now. Uh, but since then, I mean, I still play those songs every now and then. I think it's been like, it's pretty much in the same ballpark still, the first solo record up until now. I mean, it's, it's, there's a, there's the same, it's the same person sending that, those songs out, you know? Yeah. Sense. I can. Yeah. And you've got the same influences, the same things you want to, you want to uh, get across. I mean, not, not necessarily yeah. that, but. But then, I mean, I can still recognize myself in some of those. I mean, in those lyrics, if you go further back, it's like, whoa, <laughs> this was, you know. But, oh, but yeah, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like something. Slut from Loose Goats. That yeah, yeah, no, no, it's Jesus. Although that, yeah. the ending of that song is really wild. I mean, it's great. It's 18 year old kids kind of just having a laugh. Going you know? ape shit on yeah. some guitars. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> it is. It's so cool. If I, unfortunately, I didn't know about it at the time because I would have loved that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, right up my alley. But then, uh -huh. so you've, you've released a, you know, albums for the past 18 years now. But the new album, to me, I, and maybe it's just because I'm, I've kind of, binged it all and had to do a crash course on everything right. the new albums it sounds a little different to me not it's not a marked change but it definitely sounds no. like um it's it sounds 
and you can answer this actually I, I'm going to pose this as a question instead of what I think <laughs> were the songs composed before you went in to record because to me it sounds like you guys went in and you just wanted to you had some ideas but you just wanted to go and just go for emotion over song structures and, and songwriting I mean- I mean, yeah, the song, the lyrics were done and the songs, I mean, they're, they're done in a sense that that there's a shell of a song. Okay. And, uh, there is a verse and there is a, but I haven't, I didn't really work it out. Like it's, they're not, they're pretty, they're, they're written in a way that they're, they can be easily mutated in, in every moment, you know, kind of in a way, which is what I've been gearing towards most. You kind of letting, letting your, your your inner voice or your inner like just how you play and what you play and or how you play and how you sing be the actual the more take more space than what you what you're used to or what your your mind can help you with it's like just i'm just kind of going for this bluesy you know this 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 not doesn't shouldn't sound blues but the the way the work ethic is more emotionally driven okay you know than, than than just being kind of like smart with stuff and like, Oh, you know, this would be really nice with something, you know, just kind of just, just letting it flow. It's kind of been like the, the way I've been approaching music for the last, you know, 10 years or so. But, yeah. but, it, and of course you get better at that craft and stuff, you know, things happen. And I think the big thing is the drums, the drums are kind of out of time and they're just, you know, they're, they're playing whatever. And I just said to pair who plays drums, I just said, you know, do whatever you you want to do because I feel I feel that the songs are, are are here anyway. So just play and there's you know and it's we we've had you know we change every every record we try to change what instruments we play and you know or I try to change what instruments are being played and how they're being played and all that just to get a new vibe for every record is kind of you want something to change you know? yeah and like I said, me being newly initiated to you, this, this one sounds more almost improvisational to me than the other mm-hmm. ones. There is a lot of improvisation on it. Of course, there's a lot of stuff that's just, there, there was some of that on, on the last, on the, on the wild humans record. There was a lot of, a lot of improvisation, a couple of songs that were like, just, you know, this is the verses of the course. And, and in between there, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's indie, you know, kind of like that, but then crazy horse kind of approach. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that approach. And then, and then I did the, the doom country record earlier this year that we recorded last summer with, with the band Toomberg. It was, that's a really great jazz band. And, and the reason I chose them was just because even if they play the wrong notes, they're still the right notes. You know, it's yeah. like, they just, they just play. Tuttle. that record in you know 24 hours oh, wow. and, it, and it's and it just uh, it just turned out 
great. And I really, I just, you know, because we always rehearse the stuff, the songs before, and I always, you know, I try to record the rehearsals just to listen if, if there's stuff that's going on that's that's great. Mm-hmm. And I find, and I found that that um, you know, a lot of times it's just copying of what you did. You know, you just like, Oh, that was a really nice guitar thing there. And that was a really nice vocal thing there. And I'm going to, I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to do that on the record. And it's just, I would rather just have it be more, more in the moment. Like you record it as it's happening and then we'll see what happens when we go go live. Yeah, exactly. If, if you're trying to recreate it, it loses that, the feeling, the spontaneity and and something magical about it, it. It does. It does. And I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's different schools of this, of course. And then, I mean, I mean, a band like Shellac would probably not agree, but, um, but you know, there's, <laughs> there's, uh, for me, for me, it's just, it works for me. It's cool. Yeah. I enjoy it. And I've noticed a couple things, and this is one thing that's going throughout a lot of your work for me is that you kind of have an affinity for like spooky sounds. Like uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sounding that maybe a I, I couldn't tell if it was a, a theremin or a, a maybe a saw going through a couple we've of songs. Some, yeah, we've had some saw and some records and had some theremin and a lot of a lot of synths that just you know make spooky sounds or whatever. Just yeah. Okay, and huh. one of my favorites is No Grace because there's uh you've got this like this beautiful song and then you get this really jagged guitar yeah chunkiness the metal zone. Yeah. <laughs> Metal zone pedal. Has some movement at the gates. No. Space, yeah, 90 to 93. Yeah. You would hear that sound. <laughs> I, I just got this, yeah. Oh, that is so cool yeah. that, that you brought that back because it's there is, it is like an ominous, a heaviness to a lot of yeah. this music, and it's the way it, it feels to me is like almost like a David Lynch movie, like mm-hmm. something immediately catches your attention, and then you, you just mm-hmm sitting there listening waiting for something to happen something like like almost like a thriller like like a movie yeah. you know you just and it doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> i set yeah. myself up for that one uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but i know what you mean yeah and it's almost like i'm listening to family secrets with, with some of the vocals but musically as well i mean musically I'm, mm-hmm. you know, there's just things come in like that metal zone pedal that I'm not expecting. And then like, Oh, okay. So what's going to happen next? Yeah. Right. Right. But then lyrically 
you know, I'm, I'm hearing these words and th- these stories that are just like, mm-hmm. holy crap. I feel like I'm in a confessional or, or, or eavesdropping oh, on okay. some family secrets that maybe I shouldn't yeah, be listening yeah. to, which also okay. makes me want to listen more. Right, right, right. So that to me is, is one thing that draws me in. It's cool. The, it's almost, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I've been trying to think of, of, uh, what movie it's making me think of, but I, I, it's escaping me, but it's like a, like I said, like a, a good thriller where mm-hmm. you, you notice something ominous in the background. It's just a little detail, but right. it, it's something that, that keeps you interested, keeps you going through the whole thing and just waiting for what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad it, it, you know, I'm glad to hear that because that's kind of what you're like, <laughs> you want people to, to feel stuff and to experience stuff. Oh you know? yeah. That's, it, yeah. To me, I, I, this, this is a perfect album for driving at night. Oh, yeah, good. I'm glad I finally made one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's kind of like, it's, it's, I get the same feeling listening through this, this album is you like, Riders on the Storm by the Doors. Mm-hmm. That whole that song is just ominous, and I yeah yeah get that feeling with with just about everything on this album. Oh great! I mean, I I know the I know a lot of people really hate the Doors, but I love the Doors. Oh, I love the Doors. Are you kidding uh, me? They're great. They're I mean, I, there's they made those six records in six years. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Um, now, really unbelievable. When Jim starts going off on his weird poetry. Lizard King stuff. Yeah, I, I can skip. To me, I, I can get it. It's it's tripe and it's and it's you know it's it's youthful and it's all that. But for generations of kids, that was like that's the perfect perfect gate oh, gateway to, to heavier poetry. American, you know? it was an American night. That yeah. everybody I knew in high school had a copy of that. Yeah, they exactly. walked around with it. And I'm like, yeah. So yeah, I know, but it's. <laughs> We need those two. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying I wasn't one of them. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the album, the lyrics, mm-hmm. they seem very personal and very, very much like you're telling a story. Is, is, are these, are these instances of, of you know I mean, things that happen? Or it, is this poetry? It's a, it's a mix. It's a mix of of, of truth and fiction, of course. I mean, truth and fiction is a mix. I mean, truth is a mix of fiction and truth. Um, I mean, really, literally, yeah. it's your your mind changes stories and past and, oh, and yeah. things on a daily basis. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's um, some stuff that I sing about is 100% true as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, <laughs> and you know, and that's just that's about that's and it's also kind of an interesting. I played just with the idea, you know, in these times when. You know, there's like all this stuff. This is true. This is not true. This is a lie. This is not a lie. But but there's a reason that somebody like president of the U.S. can get away with this shit, and that's because you know there's like there's um, there is a roof for him to stand up. You know, through yeah. You know, and and, and it's but lyrically, I mean, I I I just I'm, I really love to just tell a story of some sort. You know, and it, and it can be. It doesn't really matter to me if it's true or not. Uh, a lot of a lot of the stuff is is of course, you know, it's it's taken in. It comes from a core of truth, but it's mostly just the the, 
you want to give the feeling of like a song like No Grace. I wanted the song to be about what happens, what happens when when a when a family falls apart for some reason, you know, okay. whatever whatever it is. Why why is grace? Why does grace go out the window? You know, and that 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 was that was kind of like the main the main question. What why is there no grace here? Why can't why are the emotions so hot and so running that it's impossible to keep the grace lid on, you know? Okay. Which, is, which I have always thought was an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting little moment in time. It's just, it's just, and it's usually just about, you know, the, these, these two things that I, that I sing about with the, with the mom that spit in the face and the dad that broke my nose. These are instances. These are like two seconds out of a whole life yeah. together where there could be as much love as possible. But at that moment in time, the grace was gone, you know, and that's, I've always, I've been fascinated by those, that kind of like human thing uh, that can happen. You know? It, you know, it's to me, it's, it's fascinating writing because the lyrics that, and that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. They kind of, they definitely put me on edge and make me a little uncomfortable, which mm -hmm. keeps me even more engaged in the song. Yeah, but you, your your writing is so unique, and I'm not sure if it's maybe because of of the mix of of living in America and Sweden. But mm -hmm. when you when you have when you say things like "trouble fell in love with itself" or mm -hmm. "other yeah. weather should take a look at this weather," I mean, yeah. those have stuck in my mind just because they're unusual turns of phrase. And it's I mm -hmm. I, I love writing like that and. Oh, nice. When it matches the music, it's like, mm -hmm. like it does. It's, it really sticks with me. And that's one of the oh. things that I've noticed throughout this whole album is that the writing, the lyrics, lyrics don't always stick with me. No. Okay. And, uh, it's more music and, and I'll remember a yeah. riff or, or a solo, or, but lyrics mm -hmm. don't always, always have a good, a good right, uh, right. sticking power in my brain, but these okay. do. And it's, it's oh. that's a triumph for, for me. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you, you did it. I did it. <laughs> but it, now it's also the, uh, the vocal delivery though. Cause your voice is, is really, it's, it's like a, to me, and I'm, I was actually playing this album for my wife and we we're discussing, mm -hmm. it. I'm like, the, his voice sounds so f familiar. But mm -hmm. I, I was having trouble picking out who it reminded me of. And she's like, she's like, oh, gosh, yeah, it reminds me of like Randy Travis and Chris Isaac. I've heard Chris Isaac before, I've, but I've, I've, I mean, apart from Wicked Game, I've never really heard him. Oh, man. I love but it's voice. good stuff of what I've, what I've heard. People say that it's really great. Oh, it is. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've always loved, I mean, I really love country, you know, like Hank Williams and... Uh, you know, oh, geez, the list goes on and on about, you know, country yeah, but, singers, Jones, and, you know, there's well, so many. That's the thing that I like, though, is that the, the country that I'm hearing from you, it's, it's not the it's not the radio country. It's not the country no. that, that people are now associate, unfortunately, with country. It's no. it's the older stuff up to the, like the the mid 70s the outlaw stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, like you know, dreaming my dreams and songs like that. You know, I mean, that's 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 heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't really. I mean, my like early influences vocally. 
I really, really loved like the Richard Buckner school, ah. kind of, which was more of a what was like kind of like Dwight Yoakam ish thing, yes. you know that 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 thing. I always liked him. Yeah, but 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 then I mean, of course, George. I mean, Willie Nelson. Yep. Fucking Waylon amazing Jennings. singer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just so many, so many great country singers. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And Waylon, of course. And yeah, Waylon's, I mean, Waylon's been, I don't know if you know if he's been an, you know, you don't even know anymore who's been an influence. It's just so much stuff yeah. coming out of everywhere. I know. I know. It's amazing. You know, technology is just crazy, which, which you can connect to and, and yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, a, yeah, I mean, yeah. You now suddenly have, have influences that you never would have before, like, like your album. Like this, you know, right. now I'm going back exactly. and finding your, you know, your older stuff. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I can bash technology all I want. And I do on a regular basis, but without it, we there, wouldn't be connecting right now. And, and I wouldn't, no, 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 no. I would have a hard no, time a finding of, your albums. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, but, no, it's good. Oh yeah. And, and, and going back to, to the song structure and, and writing the stuff in the, in the mm-hmm. studio. Yeah. Baptist Lodge. Outside the Baptist Lodge There's new paint on an old dodge And once it goes east It ain't ever coming back And it was what it was And it is what it is You know It's almost like two songs. It goes and then it kind of slows down, and then all of a sudden it just picks up right at Take the end, off. and it almost becomes that whole yeah. second song. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, we I don't know. I, we just kind of did it, and I wanted to start with this um, twelve bar thing in the beginning, which we kind of cut in. I think I don't think I don't think it's the whole on the album, and um, or twelve tone kind of thing. Okay. And, and, uh, and there's some, some vibraphone on there and there's some stuff. And then it just kind of goes in from this like cacophony kind of thing into this song that was just supposed to be like a swishy wash, really simple kind of, uh, like a singer songwriter song, whatever, you okay. know, just a D minor to a C and, you know, just a classic song. Yeah. Uh, but I really like how it turned out. It, it has this nice kind of you know, I think it's the brushes. I think it's the brushes on the drums. They, they do a lot for just this vibe. It's oh, kind yeah. of, you know, just nice mellow. You kind of, it's like, it's like a nice room. You just, you're just in this room and somebody's talking, you know, yeah. it's, and then it's, the metal zone pedal comes out. It comes <laughs> in. <yeah. laughs> you get this nice relaxing, get, they put you at know. ease and then something, something angular and, and, comes in yeah and that's but that's what i like about this album is that once you're kind of comfortable something something happens to mm-hmm. kind of shake you up again and yeah. like the end of baptist lodge you know which or, or the lyrics maybe to no grace um right. so it, yeah. this album, that actually country gentle they're just fantastic songs and i've thank you man thank you and i've i've completely sincere when i was telling 
you know, our, our mutual friend, Robert, that this is probably the, my favorite album he sent me so far this year. So, oh, lovely. So I'm glad, I'm glad. I mean, it's hard, it's hard, hard to find records that you like nowadays yeah. in that way, you know, yeah. or if it's from beginning to end. Yeah. 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 I've got plenty of records. And I'm like, I like, oh, half of this. Yeah. Like yeah. Third. Maybe two yeah. things, but this, yeah. this, this is honestly one of the few albums I can listen to right now from beginning to end several times in a day. Lovely. I'm very glad to hear it. And it's the cover art is also really intriguing. Who, who did the photo <laughs> for that? My, my girlfriend took that photo in, in France, uh, right, right around the Corona. I was uh, stuck on tour in Italy. I, or actually I was on tour in italy and, and a bunch of shows got canceled and then so my girlfriend flew down to milano the last day that you were allowed to fly down to milan and and uh and then we drove across france to spain and then the spanish shows got canceled and yeah and yeah she just took that photo and and then it was just a really like i felt when we saw the photo i was like this is this has to be the cover you know it's, yeah it's it's perfect for the new record. It does. It's it's it matches the music perfectly. Yeah. So so basically, at this time, you're you're just kind of trying racing, trying to get home then before everything gets shut down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was in. We went to San Sebastian for a couple of days and just hung out, and there was like no people there, <laughs> which was really crazy. No tourists at all, wow. and everything. Was, yeah. And then we went down to. We have some friends outside of um, Valencia. So we stayed with them for a few days and then Frida flew home and, uh, and I had, I had a couple of shows left in Germany that I really wanted to do and Germany wasn't closed at the time. And then I got news that, that they're closing the Spanish border and they're closing the German border the same day. Wow. So I had to like hightail it 24 hour drive just oh. into Germany so that I at least made it to Germany. Cause you didn't know, you didn't know, you know, if it was, you know, the apocalypse coming or what was, what was happening. Yeah. You know, it was it's a crazy time. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I've talked to a couple people who were on tour right as things were starting to go South and it's yeah. hearing stories about having to cross borders. And, and I, yeah. I had uh, Dana Schechter on a few months ago and she was talking about mm -hmm. how she had to have her tour manager. They had to sneak him back into like the Czech Republic or something at night yeah, because yeah. their borders were closed and, yeah, it was it was weird, it, and the bathrooms were closed. I mean, it was really like crazy driving through Spain. They, they had like the gas stations were luckily open, but the bathrooms were closed in the gas stations. So there was like people lined up along the highway. There was all these RVs of like you know Northern Europeans that had been in Spain for the winter, right? And driving home as fast as they could. God, and, and it just stopped on along the highway. People pissing, you know, along the whole highway of Spain. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> apocalyptic. Vibes. Oh yeah. man, the yellow highway. Yeah, God, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Man, look, I've kept you for a while. I wanted to tell you this really is on the top of my list for this year. I love it. Where can Thank you, man. where can people find the album? How can they get it? And how can they follow you on social media to go to yeah, your I mean, back I'm catalog? On, and... I'm on Facebook and I'm on Spotify and I'm on Instagram and all that and. Uh, then there's, I mean, I, I don't know Apple Music, and I'm sure it's, it's. I don't know exactly who the distributor is in the states, That's but I'm sure. I mean, it's it. We'll put it on there. I'll, I'll tag it. We'll, I'll, find, I'll yeah. figure it out. You figure it out. I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to say the Amazon word. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't blame you on that one. No, no. Well, 
Thank you so much for, for joining Thank me. Thank you. I've, it's been a blast going through your back catalog. I'm really, really Thanks, enjoying man. everything. Discovering your music. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 